We are back at it again here in the Davis McCord State Farm Studio. I'm your host, Zach Barry. Joining me, Benjamin Woodhouse, here in a moment coming off of a regional final title. Ole Miss outlasts Southern Miss in just an absolute sweepstakes of a day for the Bats at Swayze Field. The Rebels win 12 to 9 to win the Oxford Regional and have advanced to the Super Regional in Tucson, Arizona, to take on the Arizona Wildcats. Ben and I will recap the Regional and then give a little mini preview of Arizona before we uh, take a deep dive into it and uh, give you a little more extensive of a preview later on this week. But before we do that, I want to remind you, like I said, inside the State Farm, uh, Davis McCord State Farm Studio, where you can get good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates. He is your one-stop shop in Tennessee and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around. Give Davis a call, 901-755-6110, for your surprisingly great rates today. Podcast also brought to you by Transamerica Insurance. They're changing the way you look at life insurance. They are rated best-term life insurance company in 2020 by Forbes. They offer 10, 20, and 30-year term life insurance catered to your individual needs. Call Drew Moak at 601-953-8449. Ask about their living benefits option and get a free quote. Licensed in Mississippi, Tennessee, and Texas, among others. Drew can help you get started today. Call him, 601-953-8449. Ben, have we come down from the cloud that is nine yet? Zach, I am sorry. I could not get this thing unmuted for some reason. Look, it was awesome. I am still on cloud nine. I'll tell you, um, it was just a good weekend. Ole Miss, until today, really didn't play very well. Um, Didn't play well against UC Santa Barbara. I mean, I'm sorry, UC Santa Barbara. Didn't play well against Southeast Missouri, but uh, I guess I was thinking about Arizona, but uh, didn't play well against Southeast Missouri other than the Tim Elko Grand Slam. And um, I think John Rice probably had a good catch that game. Um, and then, you know, game two, Ole Miss doesn't play well at all. It, you know, probably would not have scored a run, but for Florida State making a couple of critical errors, in particular, the shortstop who rushed to throw on a, you know, with a guy running with a torn ACL. Um you know, and then today, of course, Ole Miss just bashes the ball, and and so did so did Southern Miss. I mean, hats off to them. They were clearly the second best team in the regional, and really, you know, not much. There was not a lot of difference between Southern and Ole Miss, especially with Gunnar Hoagland uh, injured. You know, USM quickly became, you know, a very much an opponent that would that would put you out, and it took every single bit Ole Miss had today to. Uh, to hold off uh, the Golden Eagles, you know, hats off to them, Montenegro and those guys, man, they can, they can hit. And, and, uh, you know, they have a, a crazy home run celebration, but they're good. And, and so that's a good win that Ole Miss gets going into Arizona who can, who we'll talk about in a minute can also hit. So, um, yeah, I'm on cloud nine. I think, I think it's, it was a good weekend, like I said. You know, Ole Miss has a couple of new little traditions um, that we were talking about just a minute ago. That that's before we got on the air. That's cool, and 
And, um, uh, yeah, it's just great to have a regional. It's great to win on a Monday, even after, you know, when, when Southern forced the game seven, um, or the Monday winner take all game, you know, that's really the momentum shifts in their favor. And, um, you know, Ole Miss comes out, puts a five spot on them, it follows up with a four spot or four and then a five. And really, you go up nine nothing and, and really never let off the gas. Southern, you know, came back with uh, heavyweight punches, but um, Ole Miss just was too much for too long. And, um, and hats off to him. I mean, hats off to Tim Elko. He was the uh, regional MVP, much deserved. I mean, the guy is relentless. I don't know if y'all know, but he's got a torn ACL. And um, uh, they talk about it all the time. He's the Ted Lasso of college baseball. That's the best compliment that anybody could ever get. <laughs> and um, and like Nick said earlier today, you know, he was really putting together a national player of the year campaign when he got injured. And, and frankly, had he been national player of the year, I don't think he, it would have been as legendary you know, with Ole Miss people or nationally as what he's doing right now. Just incredible. I mean, it's just incredible. And I know people probably get tired. Opponents probably get tired of hearing about him tearing his ACL. Well, stop giving up grand slams to him. If that's if you if you get tired of that, stop letting him hit home runs off of you. But, you know, hats off to the team for getting guys on base. So, you know, they have to pitch to him. And um, I think he actually had a solo homer today against Southern, but there's two outs, so I guess they decided they were going to pitch to him anyway. Um, just a great game. Great weekend. I know I've talked too long here, but had a lot to get off my chest. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it, it just feels good to win a regional again. Now Ole Miss is just two wins from Omaha. I mean, that's crazy. This team yeah. best player towards ACL and, you know, Friday night starter towards UCL. And, and, and you know, it's just a – it's just an unbelievable, you know, TJ McCants is slumping, but Ole Miss is not where it is if TJ McCants doesn't, you know, play like he does the last six weeks of the season. You know, right. it's just a um, Ole Miss is finding ways to win despite having crazy defensive mental lapses. Calvin Harris last night almost <laughs> didn't cover first base on a, on a call strike three or night four against Florida State. Then – you know, against Southern Miss today, he tries to build a, ground, a routine ground ball to second base. Or, and I, that's not to just call him out. Justin Bench dropped a foul pop up yesterday. You know, we bobbled uh, double play balls. It, it's, you know, but you still find ways to win. That's what you got to do. And so now go to Arizona, see if you can win too. Ole Miss has had decent success against Arizona recently and, and other sports. Yeah. So uh, it's a good weekend. Yeah, you know, we, we talked about it on the regional preview show. You know, some people were a little miffed with the regional draw. And there's probably some credence to that. But it's the postseason. At this point, everybody's good. We saw that with Southern Miss. It's a 40-win ball club. Probably had an argument to host. Come to the Oxford Regional as a two-seed. Play their tails off. Took Ole Miss to the brink. And like you said, it took everything – that Ole Miss had. You had to throw Doug McKaysey, who got his 11th win of the year, and Taylor Broadway got his 16th save of the year, uh, single-season record, um, you know, passing Stephen Head uh, a couple saves ago. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, like you said, it's, you know, over overcoming adversity. I mean, not even, you know, Tim Elko is doing that and then some enough for everybody with the torn ACL. But like you said, the defense has, has been average to mediocre and they're just finding ways to win. They continue to hit, um, you know, there's been some, some mental lapses in the outfield at times. Um, now you got, you know, TJ McCants obviously playing out of position. Um, and then they kind of do some shuffling in right field. Kevin Graham is, is a decent outfielder. He's been out there plenty. So he kind of knows, knows his way around there. Um, but you've had some, you know, some mental lapses or, you know, just some freshman errors short by Jacob Gonzalez. He's been really good all year long, but shortstop is a position that, they have a lot of chances, so there's going to be some errors. Um, you know, it, Hayden Dunhurst is is all world behind the plate. Outside of that, they just found ways to to get out of innings. They found ways to score runs. Um, jumping out to that huge lead after two innings was big because Southern Miss didn't go away. Scored two in the third, five in the fifth, two in the seventh, and that was you know late in the game. That was against Doug McKenzie. And look, he wasn't on a you know full rest by any means, but he went out there, gutted it out, showed some uh, showed some courage, showed some grit, um, and was able to get out of that bases loaded jam. And they held off Southern Miss. I mean, very easily, the Golden Eagles could have just, you know what, it's just not our day. We're done. Tim Elko hits the grand slam. Everybody's just going absolutely berserk. He hits another solo shot. Ole Miss tacks on two more in the fifth to answer. Southern Miss is five. Um, but then after that, Ole Miss just kind of went into, uh, you know, a little bit of a bunker mentality. Um, honestly, I, I don't know if they were doing it intentionally, but uh, I thought that early in the game they were working counts really well. I think late in the game – they were getting a little too aggressive, but maybe subconsciously they were trying to hurry up and get the game over before the storm rolled in. Um, another rain delay or weather delay would have been just not only terrible for the flow of the game and for momentum, but uh, probably for uh, everyone's health, it would have been bad. But, you know, overall, like you said, I mean, if you if you realistically look at the regional – Almost didn't play their best. They didn't really have their A game in any game outside of today. Um, and they absolutely needed it because Southern Miss took it to them. I mean, you had – Man, this has got to be – not to interrupt you, it's got to be one of the best <laughs> offensive weekends in Southern Miss history. I mean – Oh, I mean, they were they were unconscious. I mean um, – They scored, what, nine today, ten yesterday, 20 yeah. against Themo. I don't know what they scored against Florida State in the two games that played them. But that's – I mean, you're looking at, what, 39 runs in three games and then plus whatever they did in the two Florida State games. Uh, I mean, I guess this is how it normally goes in an all-regional team unless someone else just kind of goes off in a losing effort. But the entire all-regional team is made up of Southern Miss and Ole Miss. Um, Jacob Gonzalez, Kevin Graham, Tim Elko, Doug McKenzie, Taylor Broadway all made the all-regional team. Tim Elko was MVP. Um, or MOP, if we're going by NCAA standards. Um, but, I mean, Blake Johnson, Chris Sargent, Will McGillis, Danny Lynch, Gabe Montenegro, and then Reed Trimble is going to be a name that is going to give uh, Ole Miss fans nightmares. Um, true freshman center fielder 
that uh, I got to the point where I was almost begging them not to throw to him. The dude was seeing a beach ball and was just absolutely teeing off. But I mean, if you look at it from a 3000 foot view here, Ben, it's Ole Miss's seventh super regional birth in program history. Um, second in a row, going back to 2019, and they went to Fayetteville, pushed the Hogs to the brink there in a game three. Uh, Ole Miss is now 44 and 20 on the year, tie, uh, tied for the fourth most wins in program history. Um, and it's the seventh total and second consecutive appearance in this in the NCAA Super Regionals, like I said. Um, uh, it was just a, a total team effort. I mean, it's cliche, but it really was. Um, you got a little bit of everything from everybody. You mentioned TJ McCant slumping a little bit. I thought he had some really good at-bats today. I think that's encouraging. Um, he's a true freshman, probably putting a little too much pressure on himself to try to do too much. And, and look, it was a, it was a big moment. It was a, it was a, it was a tense environment. You know, we talk a lot about the team being tight and playing tight and, you know, 2018 kind of gives people PTSD when you, when you talk about how tight people play in a, an elimination game. But uh, I thought that the team showed some resilience. Um, there were a lot of good at bats. They uh, really got into the bullpen very early. I don't think Scott Barry wanted to go to uh, his weekend guys as early as he did. And um, look on Sunday, it was almost deja vu. Almost jumps out to a four nothing lead early on Sunday, ends up losing. Did the same thing today, but when Southern Miss made mistakes, put guys on. When Ole Miss got free passes, they made them pay. You know, Kevin Graham had a big, a big hit early. We already talked about Elko hitting the grand slam, hitting another solo. Um, Justin Bench had a big home run. Chatagnier starting to come around a little bit offensively. He had been slumping. Um, but look, I mean, this this offense is, has been dangerous all year. They've been kind of in a little bit of a funk the last couple of weeks, but they they played really well in Hoover, and I think that that's something to kind of put a pin in because, like I was telling you um, before we started, uh, high Corbett Field in Tucson. Here are the uh, dimensions. Ben, left field is three sixty six. Left center is four ten. Uh, center is 392, right center 405, right field 349. A lot of real estate to cover out there. Yeah, sorry again. Look, you know, the, the it makes me wonder if I, I was Googling, you know, Tucson's elevation. It's, it's um, what, 2,300, 2,400 feet above sea level. So you're not looking at like the um, um, the like Mile High City or anything like that, just to see if the ball carries. But um, it is a uh, it is go- going to be a little bit of a thinner air. You know, it's not going to be as humid. Um, it, it'll be it's a big ballpark. You know, Arizona still hits 62 home runs, which is 20 something less than Ole Miss, but but they. They hit what? Would we say three thirty-six as a team, or something like that? Like three twenty-seven as a team. Yeah, something absurd. I mean, that is such a high average. I, I haven't seen a three twenty-seven as a team average. I mean, maybe that ULL team did it back in 
15, 14. I mean, I mean, that's just, that's freakishly high that, yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't care what league you play in. I mean, yeah, that I, I would say the SEC is a better league than the Pac-12, but not so much better that three twenty Ole Miss would hit three twenty-seven in that league. I mean, right. that's a that is an unbelievable number. I, I was I had been I had read and heard that they could hit, and then when I saw that batting average, as it is just like my goodness. And then we, you know, we read off their averages, and it goes. 357, 355, 353, 351, 338, 338, 336, 305. I mean, all those guys have played over 50 games. Like they, they, I mean, this is a team that can absolutely hit. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's eight players. I was going to say it's your everyday lineup, right? Yeah. So, so, I mean, you've got one other guy in the lineup. And they've got another player who's played 42 games. He hits 303. And then another player who's played 40 games. He hits 257. So those are your most of all of your pretty much everyday players, the guys who've started at least 34 games on the season or more. The lowest average is 257. And the next one's over 300. So, I mean, yeah. this is a team that can absolutely hit. Now, I don't know how well they pitch it. Um, you know they we'll, maybe we'll they've got a moment. Yeah, maybe they've got a big ace, but you know offensively, this is a good baseball team. Now I, you know, Ole Miss has Doug Nikhazy, and and every weekend you expect to win that one. So you got to find a so another win, and and Ole Miss can do that. I, I you know, at the end of the day, all you got to do is win a series, and if, if you can beat Vanderbilt three times in one season, then you can go out to Arizona and win two games. Yeah. All right, we're gonna we're gonna discuss the Wildcats after the break. You're gonna hear from the sponsors here. When we come back, Ben and I will talk Arizona's lineup, their starting pitching, and their bullpen. Uh, so hang tight. We'll be right back. It's Zach again, Podcast Rebellion, to remind you of our lovely sponsors here at the show. If you like New Orleans-inspired cuisine, go see Kelly English and the good folks in Memphis at Second Line or Restaurant Iris for some fantastic food and cocktails. You can also travel down to the coast to Magnolia House in Biloxi at Harris Gulf Coast. Blackjack, craps, slots, southern cooking, cocktails, what's not to like? All three fantastic establishments Part of the Kelly English Restaurant Group. Good food, good people, good cocktails. It can't be beat. That's Second Line, Restaurant Hours in Memphis, and Magnolia House in Biloxi. Speaking of good food, if you're in Oxford, go see Greg and the good folks at LB's Meat Market, the inaugural sponsor of this year's podcast, on University Avenue, across from Kroger. Celebrate with the best protein for your almost grilling needs with Greg and the rest of the folks there. And be sure to tell them that Red Cup sent you for exclusive deals and promotions. Remember, the Philly combo is back for just $10 right now. And you've got your lunch specials 11 to 3.30, Monday through Friday. That's LB's Meat Market on University, across from Kroger. Arby's is full of shit. LB's has the meats. 
Speaking of Oxford, if you're looking to get some libations going, be sure to check out Wonderbird Spirits, North Mississippi's first distillery. It's a quick little eight-minute drive south of Oxford on Old Taylor Road, and it's the only spot in the Magnolia State for a true grain-to-glass gin experience. The space is fantastic. Chan and the rest of the guys there are doing some fantastic stuff. Uh, go there, get a tour, do a tasting, or you could do both. Inquire about maybe renting it out for a private event, maybe a anniversary, a wedding reception, a rehearsal dinner, something. The place is amazing. That's Wonderbird Spirits, North Mississippi's first distillery in Taylor, Mississippi. And be sure to follow them on Instagram for all their latest updates and uh, comings and goings there at Wonderbird. Speaking of libations, if you're in Memphis and you're looking to stock the cooler this year, Old Dominic on South Front Street is your place to go. Just like Wonderbird, you can go there for a tasting, for a tour, or both. And be sure to check out the rooftop bar, which is super awesome, has some great views of downtown Memphis, of the Mississippi River. Uh, you can try their Healing Station High Rye Bourbon, the Memphis Toddy, the Memphis Vodka, or the new Honey Bell Vodka. You can get it all there or at your local package store. So celebrate with that Healing Station bourbon, a very small batch high rye bourbon by the folks at Old Dominic. It's a bold classic whiskey with notes of stone fruit, dark cherry, just the right amount of spice and heritage that dates back to 1866. You can enjoy it neat or even in your favorite cocktail like an old-fashioned. It's got a mash bill of 52% corn, 44% rye, and 4% malt. Healing Station stands alone in its category of high rye bourbons. So you could do that, or you can enjoy a quick taste of Memphis Toddy before the game this weekend, and then you can wind down with that Healing Station afterwards. So, like we always say, ask your, pa- ask, ask your package store where you can find Healing Station by Old Dominic, and, as always, OD encourages you to share SIP responsibly. And last but certainly not least, if you're in the market for a new vehicle, make it a Clark Ford vehicle. Corey Clark and the rest of the folks in Amory, Mississippi on Highway 25 are committed to finding you a new vehicle today. Be sure to browse their inventory online, request more information about the vehicles, set up a test drive, and inquire about financing all online. If you want to do it a little old school, maybe uh, conversate via telephone, you can give them a call at 662-257-1900 and get in a new Ford today. And we're back here on Podcast Rebellion looking forward to the Tucson Super Regional. Ben, you know, I talked about how uh, some Momus fans were were a little pissed about the regional draw that the Rebels got. Um, another fan base that was probably a little pissed about the regional draw they got was Arizona. Um, it was uh, it was called the toughest regional in the entire field by D1 Baseball. Um, they played host to UC Santa Barbara, Oklahoma State, and Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon had a legit ace. Oklahoma State pushed TCU to the brink in the uh, Big 12 title game, and then UC Santa Barbara playing that that really, you know, it's almost kind of unorthodox West Coast style now, a team that won 29 games in the Big West, um, pushed uh, Arizona 
in the regional final. The Wildcats ended up winning. Look, we talked about it on the other side. Um, this is an offensive team. Uh, they average 8.7 runs per game. Uh, they lead the nation in hits and are second in runs, on base percentage, and triples. They're also top 10 nationally in batting average, slugging, base on balls, doubles, and sacrifice flies. Um, look, High Corbett is an offensive ballpark. It suits their lineup. We already talked about the batting averages. I mean, the guy to know here is Jacob Berry. He's got an OPS of 1.127. Uh, he's hit 17 doubles, 15 home runs, slugs at 679, on base percentage of 448. Um, not a very uh, – they don't steal a lot of bases, um, but this is just kind of a classic gap-to-gap hitting team. You talked about how many doubles they have as a team. They've hit 128 on the year. Um, look, this is – Ole Miss is going to have to really pitch it. They're going to have to keep the ball down. They're going to have to really challenge these hitters. Um, probably going to have to work backwards a lot. Um, but, I mean, this is a very, very, very talented – Arizona ball club that um, is just can't really say anything else. I mean, this is um, a team that is just going to really challenge you and really challenge this pitching staff uh, to, to be really good. And like I said, at this point, everybody's good. You're in the postseason. You got to win two games to get to Omaha where everybody else is going to be good as well. Um, so you can't really ask for much more. I mean, Ole Miss has um, got stretched into today. But uh, they'll be playing on the weekend. I think they've released the schedule yet. I don't know if it'll be a Saturday, Sunday, Monday super. I would assume they would probably appease Ole Miss in Arizona by doing that. Arizona played well into the night last night to win their regional against UC Santa Barbara. Ole Miss finishes up today. I don't know the workings, if they're going to schedule it Saturday, Sunday, Monday. But, um, look, it, there's – no really way around it. I mean, this is just, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's crunch time. You got to go in and you got to get two wins. You're exactly right. I mean, you, you go in and you win a series against, you know, an equal opponent, I guess I should say, like, I don't know that I won't, I'm going to go into this series and say, okay, Arizona is absolutely better than Ole Miss. I mean, I do think they're very good, but I think Ole Miss is very good. At this point, you know, you in Super Regionals, man, it, you know, when all, all there is three games left, you just got to find a way to win two of them. I mean, that, that, that's all there is to it. And um, I, I felt more nervous about the Regional than I do the Super Regional. And and I thought that we would we would win the Regional. I mean, I, I, I truly expect Ole Miss to go to, to Tucson and win. I do. I mean, I, I think Ole Miss is going to go there, and and I think they're going to win two out of three. Now, I think it might take three games to do it, but um, I just have a good feeling about it. I do. Arizona can pitch. I mean, can hit, but um, Ole Miss has a a gamer in Nikhazy, and and will find a way to win that that uh, second game. Um, um, I expect it to be high scoring and which is no different than any other series that Ole Miss has played and had to had to win two out of three against, you know, like, let's say, Vanderbilt. So, um, make no mistake, Arizona's good, but they're not going to be Arkansas. They're not going to be Vanderbilt. You know, 
I, I was trying to think of an SEC team to equate them to, and maybe not. I'm, I'm just thinking in terms of what caliber of team, and um, I couldn't really figure out who I would compare Arizona to. I mean, maybe Florida. I know Ole Miss lost to Florida, but um, I was thinking, you know, somebody who they would win. They'd win a lot of games, SEC, but they wouldn't win the SEC. Um, so I think, it should uh, be fun. I, th- I think I might have a, a comparison if we're trying to make a, a comp here. Now, they don't hit – yeah, I haven't seen them as much as I've seen the other one that I want to say just because Ole Miss played the other one. Now, fit, you know, statistically they don't hit it nearly as well. Kind of built a little similar to a Mississippi State team. Yeah, that's team, fair. Team, team that, you know, doesn't hit a ton of long balls, but real gap-to-gap oriented offense, a lot of guys that work counts, and if you make mistakes, they, they punish you. Um, that's kind of who I get the vibe from, but you mentioned Tennessee, and I'm thinking that's a little probably a little more, uh, a little more of a similarity. Um, Tennessee hits it really well. Um, you know, you talk about their pitching. Uh, Arizona's bullpen is is really good. Um, they uh, they typically have, I would probably say, I want to say that they probably have five guys that they're comfortable going with. Um, Jay Johnson's staff, um, led by fifth year senior uh, Vince Vanelli, he's got seven saves this year. He's eighth on the school career saves list. Um, They've got some lefties in Gil Luna, Randy Absher, and then um, probably the most dominant guy that they have is uh, a right-hander, Preston Price. He's got a two-four-one ERA on the year. He's uh, struck out. Uh, let me see. He's also right-handed. Yeah, he um, fourteen appearances, two-two-five ERA, one point one zero WHIP, three saves. Um, he struck out 34 in 20 innings. So, yeah, you mentioned he's right-handed. Ole Miss runs up a lot of lefties up there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, I want to say that, that Ole Miss's lineup matches up well with, with what they do um, on the mound. But, look, like you said and like I've said, at this point everybody's good. Um, yeah, I mean, baseball you know, is – I was going to say, like, baseball is all about just getting hot at the right time. I mean, you look at – um, I believe uh, right now you've got Oregon and, and LSU uh, battling it out right now. Um, last time I saw it was 2 nothing LSU. I haven't looked at it in a while. But, um, you know, all national seeds have made it so far outside of uh, Dallas Baptist and there's one other, NC State. Um, but, look, just because they're not national seeds doesn't mean they're not good. They've made it to the super regional round for a reason. So everybody's good at this point. So, like you said, you expect Ole Miss to go there and win. If Ole Miss goes to Tucson and wins, I don't think anybody's surprised. This Ole Miss team has been oh. good all year. Yeah. They've won, what, 20, 21 SEC games with Hoover. So it, it's not like, oh, there's no Gunnar Hoagland. Um, you know, Tim Elko's banged up. No. I mean, Tim Elko's hit more home runs on one ACL than he hit with two. And the pitching staff has kind of rallied with the bullpen. And you've got guys like, Jack Doherty and Tyler Myers stepping up. So even though, you know, they're kind of, you know, spiting everyone with the injury bug and still finding ways to win, and here they are in the Super Regional. Look, there's been 
plenty of Super Regionals that Ole Miss has lost where Ole Miss had the better team. So, mm-hmm. you know, Ole Miss is due to win a Super Regional when it has the – and I don't even want to say lesser team but because I don't know that that's true here. But Ole Miss is just due to win a Regional when it's a toss-up. Yeah. And like you said, like maybe, again, the scar tissue from 2018 or maybe it's because Southern Miss was – lingering on the other side of the bracket in the regional. I would probably venture to say if you polled 100 Ole Miss fans, I'd probably say 95 of them would answer that they're more nervous about the regional than they are about this matchup. Yeah. Um, But it's also because it's a road super. You kind of go in there in a road super, a little chip on your shoulder, kind of playing with house money. I would say nine times out of ten, the home team probably has a lot more pressure on them. I was playing just about- of, yeah, I mean, playing in front of your home fans, you're, you're, I think just natural pressure. I'm not saying that Arizona is going to play tight or, 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 or not be loose, but I, th- I just think that's just a natural thing in sports. Is there's just kind of that natural pressure that's just lingering, and I think that Ole Miss is going to have fun. Um, this team has has been like that all year. They they played really loose, um, and they're. You know, they're really vocal about how how much fun they have when they're out there. Even when they lost yesterday, um, I was a doubter. And look, I I, I don't I, I think you might have been too. I think a lot of people were. And look, this has now only happened. You know, uh, what was that stat that you threw out today? Uh, ten, uh, I think, ten out of eighty games that a two through a four seed on a Monday. One, one yeah. seeds typically win on those Monday games. Well, 10 of those wins for non one seeds were against Ole Miss. So, oh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, the, it wasn't it wasn't too crazy to think that Ole Miss was going to possibly lose today. And that's not to, you know, discredit Southern at all. It's just it was only natural to be a little a little leery. Yeah, I mean, just the the natural you know, what's going to go wrong and you comes out. Um, but at the same time, like Ole Miss really, it really helped to get those early runs. And, and, and you said it earlier, you know, when you're, when you're the home team in a super regional, all the pressure's on you. I mean, you have absolutely every single bit of pressure, um, and and Ole Miss at this point, it's like, look, man, we're here. Despite the fact that our best player got hurt, despite the fact that our best or second best pitcher got hurt, and and here we are, like, you know, let's let's go see, you know, roll the ball out there. Let's see what happens. I mean, it's very much it's similar to, and this is you know a different sport, but it's like, you know, 2015 Ole Miss at Alabama in football, yeah. like, oh, you know. Alabama's playing at home, night game, ESPN. Ole Miss comes in there with Chad Kelly and and kind of blows their, you know, the doors off the building. And that's that's because and not, I mean, Ole Miss is also very good, but but you know, they had Alabama every all the pressures on them. They had lost Ole Miss the year before, and you know, they're having to play a home game and and Ole Miss just comes in there loose. And, and so that's kind of – I know it's a different sport, but that's what I think about, you know, I think of, you know, having to play at home. And, I mean, it's similar to 
you know, Ole Miss playing fo- Memphis in football. All the pressure is Ole Miss, on Ole Miss when they play Memphis in football. And, yeah. and Everything Memphis, to lose, nothing to gain. That's correct. And so I, I'm not trying to downplay the fact that I, I don't think that Arizona is like just a completely different caliber program than Ole Miss or anything like that. This is like their second super regional ever, if I remember right. So, I mean, it's, it's not or like second ever. And I mean, it's been a long time. I, I, I don't know that um, Arizona, I, I, I think that's right. Either way, like, Arizona has made – I looked it up. They've been to a super uh, – this is their fifth one. Okay, so fifth time. I thought it was second for some reason. So they, they won it all in 2012. Second time to host? Uh, I'm, I don't know if they've hosted. I'm looking at their Wikipedia. They've won a regional in 2004, 2008. 2012 when they won it all, 2016, and then this year. See, I didn't even realize that they won it all that recently. Yep, and then they lost in the – 2016 was they lost in the final against Coastal Carolina. Um, So 2012 was when they beat uh, South Carolina when they were going for, I believe, the three-peat, and they won. Um, But that was – Uh, Jay Johnson's the current coach. He was not the head coach uh, when they won it all. I cannot remember the head coach's name. Um, Really quick. Andy Lopez was the coach when they won it all. Uh, Andy Lopez is now no longer coaching. I believe he retired. Um, Yes, he he retired in 2015. but yeah, he won. Uh, oh, he has two national titles. He was there in nineteen, uh, not there in nineteen ninety two. Can you guess which school he was at when they won the College World Series? Um, if you 92. get this, I will buy you lots of cold beer. Nineteen ninety two. Yeah, I would have never gotten this if I didn't have the Wikipedia pulled up. Was it like Wichita State? It is a West Coast Conference team. Pepperdine. There you go. Boom. I'll buy you some cold beer. Um, well, I didn't get on the first guess. When you said West Coast Conference, I knew there was only one school that could that could have been. Looking at looking at the College World Series field that year, some of these overall records are stupid. Uh, the one seed that year was Miami. They were 53-8 and eight going into it. Um, <laughs> the two seed was Wichita State and Gene Stevenson. They were 56-9 and nine that year. Um, yeah, just uh, back when uh, college baseball played like 70 games a year. Yeah, you know, um, like, uh, Augie Garrido's Texas teams would have crazy records like that. They'd be like 50-6 and six regular season. You'd be like, yeah. what in the world? <laughs> I mean that's so hard to do. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a lot of baseball. Um but yeah, look, it's it's a super regional. Uh I think a lot of uh credit, you know, we're hard on Mike Bianco on this podcast. Um but this team, you know, deserves a lot of credit. Mike Bianco deserves a lot of credit. You lose your uh 
you lose your best arm in, in Gunnar Hoagland to the UCL. Uh, you lose a really good bullpen arm in Max Chofi uh, to another UCL injury. Tim Elko was gone for a big part of the season. He's back. He's probably, and you know, we're a little biased here on the show, but probably the best story in college baseball with what he's been able to do on, on one leg, basically. Um, so look, I mean, I expect this team to, to have a lot of fun and to go out there and to really challenge this Arizona team. It's going to be a, it's going to be a fun matchup. It's going to be a, uh, that ballpark is huge. Um, Arizona's used to it. So Ole Miss is going to have to, I don't know when they're going to get there, but they're going to have to get out there and get, get used to covering some real estate, probably going to see uh, some interesting lineups. I would anticipate John Rice Plumley at least drawing one start out in right field because they're covering so much ground. Um, but look, at, at this point, you just like you said, roll the ball out there. Let's go. Uh, let's go see if you can get two wins. So that's, uh, that's all you can do right now. You got anything else? I am. Um... I'm good. To, I know. I'm good to go. I, I'm. I'm excited. Um, and uh, you know, just just ready to watch them. You know, there's nothing like postseason baseball. I mean, it's just so. You know, when you're riding on every pitch and every at bat, and everybody's ultra tense. Um, that's just. There's nothing like it. Yep, it's gonna be fun. We'll have, uh, like I said, at the top of the show, we'll have a more in-depth preview later on this week. Um, we'll have some content with the folks over at uh, Arizona Desert Swarm. Uh, we'll do some uh, do some corresponding content with them to preview the Super Regional. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, postseason baseball is fun. Uh, I think everybody's going to be excited. I don't know. Uh, I expect some uh, a good bit of road revs to get out there and enjoy Tucson and and to uh look, I'll say this: enjoy Tucson. If you're going, start hydrating now, because it is going to be hot as hell and it is going to be dry. So you better be hydrated. Man, yeah, wish I was going to be there. Yeah, me too. Um, but we'll have coverage for you at the site recordpavilion.com. We'll have another podcast later this week to preview the super. Uh, but until next time. Thanks to Davis McCord State Farm. Thanks to Transamerica Insurance and Drew Moak for sponsoring the show. And thanks to all of our other lovely sponsors for making this possible. Thanks to Ben. Nick is uh, somewhere on the square, I'm assuming. Um, probably upstairs at City Grocery, hanging from the rafters. Uh, but we'll have him with us later this week to talk Arizona Ole Miss Super Regional. Omaha birth on the line. So until next time. Thanks for listening. We out.